Hello everybody, Chag Sameach. Happy Monday. I hope whoever watched the meditation on Monday, which is every Monday at 12 o'clock, uh, enjoy. Uh, what we're going to talk about today will be the portion, Miketz. And as we're getting to Miketz, Miketz being the end. Miketz, the end. And the story is about Pharaoh, have a dream. He and his smart people surrounding him, an advisor, cannot figure out the meaning. He's very suspicious, he trusts nobody. He brings Yosef. Yosef tells him something that he enjoys hearing. He gets happy, make Yosef the king in the meantime. The brother of Joseph and the father realized there is no food, there was hunger. After the seven years of great food, come the seven years of hunger. They got to go down to Egypt and get some food. They don't know that Joseph is alive and is pretty much the king of Egypt, the king of everything. And they're arriving there, asking for food. Um, Joseph claimed that there might be spy, and to prove to them he takes Shimon away from them, one of the brother, and say, if I'm, if you are really not a spy, I want to prove that you have Benjamin among you. As you say, you have another brother. They go back to Jacob. Jacob is very angry. Why did you have to say Benjamin? Reuven in the meantime say, I told you not to kill him. Look what, what we're going to. Shimon is in prison. They are going to bring Benjamin. And that's the end of season one. Almost sound like kind of a TV show. But of course, we are not here to tell you some story. We are here to tell you the meaning of everything. Because once you realize what's the meaning, you get some joy. And that's what will be my job tonight. So, Miketz. Let's understand what exactly happened. Miketz means the end. In the end of what? The end of what? Rashi, the commentary in Oracha in the commentary, asked both questions. Miketz of what? The end of what? Well, it was the end of additional two years in prison for Joseph. Joseph was supposed to be released two years before that, but because he asked the minister of drink to remember him, he was punished to get extra two years. It's even unfair just because you ask somebody else uh, to help you, God punishing you. But let's understand the essence of punishment. What is a punishment? Was that a punishment? It's written that person will get exactly uh, the fulfillment from wherever he believed the fulfillment is supposed to come. Meaning if you believe money will be your fulfillment, then eventually you're going to have money. But you will be very disappointed from the money. If you believe wisdom will be the answer, you will be wise, but then you will be disappointed for being wise. Beauty, you'll be beautiful, but you'll be disappointed. Until a person is not connecting to the source, to the seed level of this universe, which is the creator, which is the light, which is the end of the endless light. Um, again, I'm not here to convince you to believe in God, but I'm here to tell you that uh, you got to find for yourself what do you think was the seed of everything. It's got to be a seed. If there is creation, it's got to be something that created it. So whatever was creating that, uh, um, I think it would be wise to believe in that. So we call it in Kabbalah, creator, and self, and this life. So when we talk about Pharaoh as a dream, two years to the exact time of Joseph have additional time in prison. Now what do we learn from that? What do we learn from that? First lesson, we can trust just human being, meaning the nourishment that comes from above can come through human being, through money, through beauty, through wisdom, but it's always nourishment that comes from above. If for a second a person starts to believe that the nourishment that he or she receives is disconnected from the source, that's considered idol worshipping. That's considered a problem. And for that reason, we have to change. We have to start looking for the source of everything. 
And for that reason, Joseph been punished to stay additional two years. But was that the punishment or was that a school that helped a person to wake up and ask himself a question? What am I trusting? What am I going to change because of that? Now, why would Pharaoh will dream that dream exactly in the time that Joseph's supposed to be released from prison? In fact, that dream released Joseph from prison to teach us something that whatever happened in our life, if we're spiritual, is always will go and serve the spiritual person. Meaning what? And what is a spiritual person? A lot of people ask, what is spirituality? What is a spiritual person? Is it somebody who just believes in God? Religious people believe in God too. So what is a spiritual person? It's to have an understanding there is a soul in the body. I know it sounds like, hey, I, I believe in that. Yeah, but the body represents the physicality of things, or the soul representing the non-physical aspect of things. So how do you look at life? Do you use only five senses? Or time, space, and motions? Do you use all physical filters? Like you have an Instagram, you have all those filters. But how do you look at life? To what filter? Only to those eight things? Five senses and time, space, and motion? If that's all what you are using, then most probably you experience life through the body not to the soul. But if a person is capable to work on the stop lying, forgiving, reduce the amount of anger, being more kind, this is already the soul talking. That means you start your spiritual journey. And when you start working on yourself, you realize that there is a force that was creating this universe. And because there is a force that was creating this universe, you want to connect to that force by acting better, because that force was kind to you to keep you alive, to give you whatever that you need. To connect with that force, you have to act the same. Yosef realized a lot in the two years, the last two years he was in prison. And for him being realizing it, he's causing the king of Egypt to dream. So who is the cause and who is the effect? Yosef is the cause. Who is the effect? Pharaoh. What it seem on the surface? Pharaoh is the king. Yosef is just a prisoner. <laughs> right? I mean, if you look at the whole picture, you realize that you can see all kind of big shot people, smart or rich or famous, and you get nervous and you get excited. And it's not wise to do so because you're missing something. Not that you shouldn't respect all celebrity and fame and money and all this, that respect. Everybody, why not? And if they need respect, give them the respect they need. But keep it in a way, in a balanced way. And understand you're meeting those people for a reason because you did something that they come into your life to serve a certain purpose. And it's happening not just with celebrity or famous people, everything in our life. When we are spiritual, everything in our life is coming in our life for a reason, in the right time, in the right second, with all the people you're going to meet at your workplace, the doctor, the nurses, the friend, all of it is coming to do something great for you. But can you see it? Can you see that that happened? And that's the beautiful about the beginning of the story, if you think about it. It's a beautiful concept. I mean, if you just think, it's just a beautiful idea. Look at you. What in your life work as a miracle? You have no idea how it happened. When, when those things happen, then you know you did something spiritual and this is basically was there the whole time. So the spiritual act just removed the layers that you will be able to see that the reward was there to begin with, from the from beginning. Now, now, if you look at the beginning of Pharaoh, dream, simple dream. What is a dream? I mean, if you ask Freud, it's something that you think about it that the day before, or week after, week before, or two months before, or 25 years ago, and you dream about it. Then you have a dream that comes as a lie, meaning the uh, 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 prophecy that will never happen. So it can come as a fear, as a weird dream. And then there is prophecy. Prophecy, one of 60 of prophecy can come in a dream, which is tremendous. So you have three types of dreams. Or you have a mix of all of it together. So dream, my friend, as it comes to you, and you know, especially right now when I wear the blue string, I dream a lot of dream, a lot of messages. 
The dream are amazing. And there is a lot of meaning in the dream. And the one who interpreted the dream according to the Zohar, according to the wisdom of Kabbalah, will define what's going to happen to you. So for that reason, it will be wise when you tell the dream, tell it to the right person, not right person, just somebody who loves you, but somebody who can interpret it in a positive way from a spiritual point of view, that they know that you right away say, Halom Tov, Halom Shalom. If you need to know what to say and how to say it, please text Debbie. She will tell you what we say. So, and all of a sudden, Yosef is finding himself in an old business. What was the original reason? What was the only reason that his brother couldn't stand him? You remember? Dreams. <laughs> they couldn't stand him because of dream. He had some dream. He saw himself that he's better than everybody. And everybody hated him <coughs> because he dreamed it. And he also gave the interpretation. And they were really pissed and angry with him. That they came to a place that they want to kill him and get rid of him. Even the Shekhinah, which means the female aspect of God, agree with him that that will be the right thing to do. Kill Joseph, get rid of him, or sell him to slavery. From a dream. Now, all of a sudden, Joseph is in prison. And he sees two people are angry. He's helping them with their dream again. This time, he's much more mature. He understands some issue that he had with a dream before. He's upgrading himself as a dream kind of interpreter for other people to understand it. And now he's in front of the king of Pharaoh. Should I tell you what the king of Pharaoh is? I mean, can you imagine that you walk into the, the palace of king of Pharaoh and you see so many heads on the floor already being slaughtered because they gave the wrong interpretation. How great are you going to do? And you know that that was not doing so well before. About 22 years ago, you did really terrible that even your brother couldn't stand you. So before we're going to explain this section, we need to see how in our life we're born with a gift. Then that gift has been used in the wrong way and it turned into a curse. Can that curse turn back to become a gift? And that's the story of Joseph. Joseph's gift was prophecy. He was using the prophecy a little bit with ego. A little bit. Not that we are here to judge, but that's what the commentary said. Because of that, he was sold to be a slave. The one who bought him to be his servant just want to make love to him. It's the man who want to make love to him. That's the only reason he bought him. He didn't buy him for cooking or, or, or wiping the floor. Eventually his wife liked him, tried to rape him. He ran away, ended up in prison for the claim that she said he tried to rape her. The Me Too campaign was not born yet. It was the Me Three campaign. There was no lawyer for Joseph. So they put him in prison. Then he come out, dream again. Woo! They tell him that Pharaoh the king has a dream. Now what would you do when you know your gift is prophecy? You can tell all the time the future to the dream of people. But you know you didn't do so well with that gift. Would, are you going to use it? Or are you going to bury it? Good question. I'm not going to answer it because I don't know the answer for that. But you should take some time and think about it. What was your gift? And did you bury some of your gift? Did you bury some of your gift? And if you did, why did you? And the question is, the biggest question, for how long are you going to bury your gift? For how long are you going to bury your gift? I have one of the best jobs, thank God, in the world. Because I help people. And I meet people. So I meet people from all way of life. And when I talk to people, one of the sad parts that I hear that people with the greatest gift all of a sudden want to become something different. 
And that's, my friend, make me sad. Because how can you bury your gift? How can you bury your gift? How can you bury your gift? Because you had a big experience. Because you couldn't make money off it. Because all of the because. I remember when I studied astrology and palm reading and face reading, I was with my friend in, um, in the northern part of Israel. And he was going to a terrible time relationship. I was almost 18. And I gave him a reading. And he was very happy. Then I find that the clinic lady in the hotel want to talk to me. Then the manager. Now remember, I was only 18. And I like the idea of the popularity. But after that, people start making fun of that gift. So I buried that gift for many, many years. Never talk about it again. Then I might find myself again in New York on, uh, what was it, Fox TV, CBS, NBC, start giving lectures on, I wish one day I could get those videos and show you, it's funny. I was very nervous about how to read the palm and what to do. Then I find myself in a show, on a TV show in Canada, and a radio show in different places. And when I saw that, I remember I said to myself, Eliyahu, you buried that gift for many years. And look where you are. It was a lady in uh, Toronto drove me from Toronto in a snowstorm for about almost two hours to a TV show and radio show. And on the way there, I had some doubts. Maybe I don't need to do that. We all egg the gift. And you got to find a way. What is your gift? And reveal that. Because that was given to you by the Creator. Now, if you're aware of the language that Joseph used, is instead of solving the frustration that Pharaoh has for not having the right interpretation to the dream, he answered Pharaoh in a weird, weird answer. And he tell Pharaoh that he will speak, but the one who interpreted the dream will not be him. It will be God. And when you look at that kind of language, Orachaim writes that what Joseph tried to tell Pharaoh is, listen, I'm a human being, and if God speaking through me, God could have thousand interpretations. I'm just a person. So might be the interpretation will not be as great as you wished for the interpretation to be. But that's God's message to you. And you should be aware of that. So Joseph basically eliminate the ego out of the interpretation. A very different style from the way that he interpreted his own dream when he talked to his brother. I call it maturity. I call it a real maturity, a beautiful, beautiful maturity. And unfortunately, when a person is not studied from their pain to become more spiritually mature, then the pain was a waste. If you go into any pain, physical pain, spiritual pain, mental if needed, you know, if that's what we're talking about, then you have to start asking yourself, am I getting a lesson here? Am I getting a true lesson? Like Joseph get the lesson and said, you know what? From now on, when I talk to people about their dream, I'm going to give the power to the creator, to God, and let the creator use my tongue and lips to talk 
And whatever the creators say, that's what's going to happen. It might be the same message that you wanted to give, but this time you involve a partner called the creator. You got to do it when you park your car, when you eat the food, when you take a walk, when you give advice, when you go to the bank. You have to get the partner, God, with you wherever you go. That's what Joseph did. So if you want to know what humble person feel, it's not that your voice gets lower and you sound nicer. It's when you truly understand that you need some help. You truly understand that you need help, that you don't know. Lately, the creator sent me a lot of wonderful people that I stopped meeting. Really, really wonderful people. When I meet those people, I'm asking myself, what is the lesson for me from those wonderful people who come to see me? There's so much lesson, and they're so sweet. When I look at the COVID, when I look at the corona, I'm asking, what's the message for me? What's the message for my family? What's the message for my neighbors? And everything that happened is for the good. But of course, it's our job to be like an archaeologist, to look and dig in to find what's the good about what I'm going through. Everything is for the good. Everything is for the good. Everything. So just maturity of a person, when you talk to a person, you realize, yes, I'm go I know how to read hands. I know how to read palm. I know how to read face. I know how to read astrology. I know how to read cards, tarot card. So was God part of that reading or not? That's how I do it. I remember that one time we were here on Pico, and we went to buy Lulav in a talk about three years ago. It was very late at night. And um, somebody grabbed my hand and said to me, let me read your palm. And my two sons were there. And they find it weird. They know how famous I am as a reader. And they saw that I was very kind to the person to let him read my palm for 20 minutes. Which I didn't come for that. I came to shop for Lulavim for my community. My son, who you know him, very mature spiritually, on the way home, finally asked me the question, say, why did you do that? You know if it's good or not good. You know if it's real or not real. And then he asked me, was he any good? I said, it was okay. I said, so why you let him read your hand? I said, the gentleman is in severe pain. His wife leaving him soon. I read his face in hand while he's reading me. And I had to give him some type of joy by him telling me what's going on in my hand. And I get the biggest hug for my son. Well, what can I ask for more? You know? Because my son did see me, you know, father is different than a teacher. They see you as a father. So when they see you outside, it's a very, very different person. And that gentleman saw me, and that's closed the circle. About three months ago, I was in a corner in Pico, and he was stopping the car and said, Liao, you remember me? And my son was with me. He said, yes, I, I was everything. Is things better? And then he told me, oh, she left me with another man. Don't story. So I'm sorry to hear that. And I looked at my son. I said, remember, that's the guy from there, Trogim. He said, yeah, I remember. Sometimes... You gotta be kind to people, even if you don't see. You gotta be giving them that spiritual maturity. It's more than all lectures. Get it? Gotta give. Gotta give. I remember that one time a gentleman come to me about his wife having a baby, and I saw that might be complication, but I couldn't say. 
because you're not allowed to say negative thing about pregnancy. In the end, the pregnancy didn't work. And at that time, I, I could talk to him a little bit better. I said to him, listen, there's a problem here and there and there, and I start to explain to him. And of course, you should ask, why didn't I tell him that before? Because he was in the excitement of the pregnancy. I couldn't break his heart then. And this is called spiritual maturity. Yosef in prison developed a spiritual maturity. He's turning from a dream interpreter into a person who gives advice in the best way so the person can hear by making God his partner. Because in the end of the day, we don't know anything. But when God comes to us, we know everything. So let's read the Zohar. I'm reading now from verse 58. Rabbi Amal. Yosef. It said the truth of the matter is, Pharaoh was tricking Joseph when he calling him from prison. He changed the entire dream. Purposely for Yosef, he didn't tell him the whole dream. He mixed the old words of the dream to confuse Yosef. But Yosef was not listening to the story of the dream. He was such a high level, such a righteous man. He was able to look into the Sfirot, into the Madragot. Madragot means layers and levels. He looked to every little detail. He said, listen to me, King Pharaoh, with all the respect. What you're telling me was not exactly the way the dream went. It's missing something. And he started to arrange all the dream for him. And for that reason, Pharaoh answered him, Pharaoh answered him, after I see that God told you all of it, that how exactly was the dream, Not only you knew exactly the dream, even I tried to confuse you. Not only you knew the dream, you also knew the solution, what's going to happen in the future. And that was what made Yosef. Pharaoh was not stupid. You don't take any person who read your palm or read your cards to become the president of the United States. I mean, well, it's a different story here in America, but in, in that time, at that time, you don't take anybody from prison and put him as a president. Okay? So it says, Joseph saw that the king is mistaken. It's not true. I'm sorry, Pharaoh, but what you say, the way you told me the dream was not exactly that. So that's the way you dream. Similar to what Daniel said, the Zohar did with Nebuchadnezzar. Because they were able to connect to the angel Gabriel, because the angel Gabriel is the one who are helping us with the dream. For that reason, verse 64, Pharaoh make Joseph in charge of the entire land of Egypt and he told them that your mouse will tell everybody what to do. Why the mouse? Asked the Zohar. Because that mouse never kiss a sin. And he put the gold on his neck because that neck never went after a sin. And the body, he put beautiful clothes. And he gave him the most beautiful thing because he was capable to control himself. Joseph was able to control himself in those years in prison. Don't forget, Joseph was a beautiful man. So before he went to prison, the reason the woman... The, the married woman hitting on him because he was busy being beautiful. He was not spiritually mature then, but he changed. So that's been 
prison change you? Well, not for everybody. Some people can go to prison and change. Some people go to prison and get angrier and upset and become victim. Some people go to pain in life and the pain make them better. Some people go to pain in life and the pain make them worse. It's a choice. So what Rabbi Shimon is saying in the Zohar, verse 66. Amar Rabbi Shimon, kol ma shasak atosh b'chua kol u legalgeli gilgulim. Rabbi Shimon said that whatever happened to Joseph and everything, this is only for a sake of what's happening after. Legalgelu lagdim sibot l'tovat Israel, so he can save the whole nation of Israel, because God want to keep His promise to Abraham. Okay, when He told him, "I will take care of your people later on." If you remember that story. Say Rabbi Shimon in verse 68. This is the way of God. First he created the medicine. And then he hit you with a problem. So first he makes sure that the rulers of Egypt will be Joseph. And it will be enough money and enough food. And then he brought his people, the Israelites, into exile. And for that reason, all the hunger in the world took a place. So all the food and the jewelry and everything will go to Egypt. Why? For just to Joseph and for Israel. To Joseph, for Israel. As Rabbi Shimon is teaching us, verse 69. And for that reason, my friend, those of you who worry or concern or want more from life, there is more for you. There's no question there is more for you. But what is the thing that you are not ready to do now that you should, that you know you should? What is the change? What is the transformation that you're not ready to jump on and you know you should? And until you don't do that change, if the blessing will come earlier in a premature way, that blessing, God forbid, can turn into a curse. If you're not yet ready to be famous and you become famous, it can turn into a curse. If you're not ready yet to become rich and you become rich, it's very dangerous. I know a lot of people become rich and famous overnight. Instead of uh, life getting better, life will become worse. How come? Very, very simple. When they can become famous, they start to be exposed to all kinds of things. And those all kinds of things was controlling them instead of they controlling it because they were earlier in their life. It was premature. They were too young. For that reason, things didn't serve them, even it came into their life. You have the money too early in your life. You start spending it. So you go ahead and spend $100 million on stupid thing, and then you don't have the $100 million. That's what you're around. But if you receive the money at a certain age or, or a certain time where you're more mature, what ends up happening, you maybe learn to invest it better, and because of that, the money will stay. The same thing with everything in life. Joseph had to go to severe pain for him to save the old Israelite. Can you imagine if the Israelites will go to Egypt for 400 years and Egypt will be the worst place from every direction? No food, no thing, and slavery and everything else. Egypt was rich. Egypt was wealthy when the Israelites went down there. So it was nourishing them with physical things. Yes, I know that it took away their spirituality from them. So they tried to take all the spirit away and stay only with physical. That's why it's called slavery. But at least they have physicality, if you think about it. And the Egyptians used physicality to make them addicted to it, so they will never leave. But in a way, if they wouldn't have no physicality and no spirituality, they're stuck there forever, they will vanish, they will disappear. For that reason, said Rabbi Shimon, God gathered all the things through Joseph into Egypt. So the galut, the exile, would be easier. All right. Now, continue that point, this point. This is a little bit, again, not for everybody, 
but it's something to think about. The lesson from all what I just say when there is a problem that other person has and you hear about it could be that you are the solution for that problem not from an ego place you need to hear something you need there is a reason why you heard about it and if you heard about it could be you are the only one who can solve it just just something to think about that's all what i'm saying because once you start thinking about like my neighbor has a problem because i'm the only solution not i am as me as the ego i am born in the part of the image of god that solves specifically that problem every one in our life as an issue that somebody else can solve. Pharaoh has the struggling of the dream so Yosef can be the solution so Yosef gets the credit to become whatever he is. Unfortunately, life still operates that way. Unfortunately, life still operates in a way that you benefit from problems of other people. Your car broke, the mechanic make money. Everything in life is based on something that is not going to work. All businesses is based on a problem that's going to be solved. And the way it's operate in our universe, somebody got to do bad then you can do good. There is a lack somewhere and God give you the fulfillment. So when you fulfill that lack, you're going to get paid. And that's the way it works. For that person who has a lack, now they go ahead and help somebody else who has a lack. And that's how we, our universe operates. So we need to understand this lesson because if we don't, it's just a waste of uh, not understanding that the blessing exists everywhere. And it's up to you to look at problem, not like a problem. You look at problem, yes, I can solve it, but it doesn't make me better than the other person. It just makes me the one who's going to solve it for them because I need to make a living or I need to become famous. Can you imagine if the most famous singer in the world go on stage and nobody go to watch him or her? Can you imagine something like that? Nobody come to you. You decide to give a show for free in Rome and people that they together. You, they don't, you don't even know why. Eh, going to stay home. They bought, they bought a ticket. You make your money. Okay? Don't worry about the money. Everybody bought a ticket. You have about 50,000 people that decide in the last second not to show up. You are the performer and they don't want to show up. Because at that day, they don't feel a need for that music to ring in their ears. They don't have a lack. Why would you go to see music? Why? Why do you listen to music? Why? I mean, between A minor and C and G and woo, and I'm the singer screaming, woo, 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 and people are happy. Nice. Why are you going to watch a basketball game? All this, there is, there's a buzz, there's something. You cannot explain it. What is it? Can you tell me what it is? There's no name for it. Energy. Energy of gathering of people together. You want to know where the energy comes from? not from the singer from the people people what you feel in the stadium is the people not the football game not the 11 people who are running on the grass the people who's watching and concentrate 
on that football game or basketball or singer. Because we human beings have power that cannot be even explained yet. Can you imagine what in all humanity focus on one thing? Goodness, love, forgiveness. Do you know our power? Can we cure the corona as one unified soul? Of course. But what is harder? To invent the vaccine or to unite 7 billion people? Vaccine. It can unite 7 billion people. Everybody will come up with an idea. Why not now? Try to unite 10 people. That's why in Judaism there is something called minion. When you get 10 men together. Get 10 men together, you get a politician. Hey, can you come? Can you, I'll give you bagel. Can you come? i give you bagel with cream cheese. How's that? Tough. For that reason, somebody is lacking something. Now, the singer come to see somebody like me, call me a Liao. I sold 50,000 tickets, but nobody show up. How is lacking? come to see me. I'm giving him a solution. Or her. Then, Everything is lacking and everybody who has a fulfillment is fulfilling the lack of the other person and that's what my friend we call business. This is how it works. But remember, in the end of the day, it's all about how can we bring people together. Nothing would make me more happy than to see more and more and more people listening to my lecture, coming to meditate and pray with me in the morning. People ask me, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Hanukkah? What do you want as a gift? I said, people. We get more people, that's my gift. More people. Because once we have enough people, we can make a difference. Once we have enough people, we can make a difference. Whatever it is, the number, 170, or 710. Well, every numbers, you get more concentration of the brain to make a difference. And if you're listening to me right now, and you already didn't text anybody, don't, don't take it the wrong way. It's Hanukkah. My wife asked me to talk nice. You're dead. My wife asked me not to do it, so I'm doing it anyway because she cannot control what I'm going to say. She's only watching me. If you don't know how to share a message with another human being while you're watching it, then why watching it? Just turn it off, go eat some ice cream, go to your Netflix addiction, and do what you do best, passive. But if you want to change the world, make it a better place to be, start doing something. Don't come up with idea and marketing and how to do it. Forget that. Forget that. I don't have 10 friends. I don't have five. You don't have one? What, everybody hate you? You better come and see me. I have to coach you. Teach you how to make people like you. What is that? Start spreading the message. Not to make me famous. Because if we gather more people around that message, we can make a difference. My dream? That everybody that eventually surrounds me, after we get to the number 150, I want those 150 to start teach. I cannot do it alone. And also 150 will get 150 themselves. And then we spread the message to the world. It's not about religion. It's about spreading a message of unity. So if you're sitting, just listen to my lecture, you're not getting anything. You're going to share it on the spot. That's the real work. What you get from the lecture, you need to get one minute from the lecture. 59 minutes sharing. Later on, you can listen to the whole lecture. If you need to listen to it more than one minute, you're dead. I don't care how many pictures you put on Instagram. You're dead. You're already dead. It's, it's no, you don't exist. The people who exist, the people who are sharing. If somebody like King Solomon or Rabbi Azekluya who lived 38 years, share more than any rabbi you can imagine. Because they were not dead. They were alive. Those 38 years was living life. Because you share. That's what Yosef did. He shared God with Pharaoh. He wake him up. That's what Egypt become rich. That's why he could bring his brother in. That's why he could bring the whole Israelite in. Are you sharing? Or are you just sitting and what can I get from it? 
And if you think it in a way how things are going to work out according to the rules and the regulation and the thing, you're never going to get anywhere. Never. Not baby. Never. Let's start like never. You want to help someone? Find a way to do it. Find a way to do it. You want to bring people? Find a way to do it. What's the way to do it? Well, if I need to tell you, even if you're going to do it, you lost. Do it. Come up with ideas. And don't tell the idea, hey, listen, Eliyahu, I have five ideas for you that I want. I don't want to listen to your idea. I want you to do it. And then tell me if it's work. Don't give me your ideas and let me practice your own idea. Do it. Bring people to spirituality. Bring people to make a difference in the world. Don't teach me how to raise money. Raise money. Do it. That's what Yosef is all about. Not advice and you dead. How old are you now? I don't know who's watching it. 27, 20, 18. I have somebody who's not 18 and is already dead. I have somebody like that. Already dead. How dead? It's so dead that when I watch him, I want to fall asleep. And we have many years apart between us. If you're 18, you're going to wake up at 4 a.m. You get excited about life. How can somebody who's 18 years old going to tell me I'm tired? I'm tired? Huh? 18 years old? I'm tired? I'm tired? When I was 18, I didn't understand the word tired. I was awake for 48 hours, walking the street, understanding what life is all about. How can you be tired? What are you going to say when you're 55? I'm dead? Wake up people and wake up fast. Corona is almost over. This whole thing of the illusion of the corona is over. What are you going to do next with your life? What did you do different before corona? Right, you had an office? Ooh, wow. You walk from the house to the office. Ooh. You have a parking spot. Woo! You did it. You got a parking spot. That's a change of life. You park your car. You go to the office. Right, you grab a coffee. The whole American dream. The coffee like this, macchiato, 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 tusha, this, kimel, that, People love it. What an illusion. What an illusion. Life is the impact. It's not your coffee jar or your office, how big it is, or if your soft chair is turning this way or that way, or if you have the big screen computer. Making a difference. Look at your life. 2021 is coming, knocking on your door. What are you going to make a difference in this world? Or it's going to be the same. Do you have the spirit of Joseph? God is a partner and start making it different. Usually, I don't give those messages in LA. I don't give those messages in New York anymore. Unfortunately, people become breakable, you know? They become fragile. They break. You remind them what they need to do. They fall apart. But if you really want to make a difference, Hanukkah is the time to commit for that. Joseph and his brother, the story continue. He says he saw his brother. What does that mean he saw his brother? He saw them as a brother. Meaning he didn't look at them bad. Then he took Shimon to prison why Shimon? Tell us the Zohar in verse 165. Why Shimon? He locked him up in prison so they're going to get scared. But then, after they all left, he started feeding him himself and giving him a drink. Because he was scared about his brother. Even Shimon was the cause of him to be sold to slavery. And that's what Make Joseph unique. Would you do it? Would you do it? If you couldn't do it, you think small. If you cannot forgive, you think it's small. If you cannot move on, you think it's small. You know, Debbie is creating a, a calendar now. This calendar will be available hopefully January 1st. And every day you're going to have messages that go in your text. I love it. I just love that concept. And you're going to know uh, what righteous people and if it's a good day or bad day, 
on your computer, on your, uh, it, they're going to have it on their computer? How does that work? Yeah, they can download it. Download it? It's beautiful. And I think Debbie is want to do it for free as well. And Debbie decided to do it for free, so all of you are going to receive it. And I, I love I love her ideas. He came up with that, that idea. So what is the idea of Yosef is giving a hard time to his brother? Why? Tell us the Zohar. It's only for the sake of them. Joseph wanted them to start thinking about what they did wrong. He forgive them 100%. He had no pain in his heart against him. But he wanted them to start thinking, maybe, what they did was wrong. And there's also in verse 168, So if the people, the nations, have peace among them, and they don't have argument or disagreement, then God immediately forgive them for everything they did individually or as a group and there is no judgment will control them ever. You know, lately I push all my people here to come and pray with me in the morning to have a minion. Then men, not easy, you know. Only women will be easier, but men, you know, men always are going to find excuse. But we have success. We have success every day. We have a minion. It's beautiful. Why is it so important? Look what it says in the Zohar. When there is unity among the people and there is no argument among them, God forgive them and remove any type of judgment and continue, say the Zohar. Even that all of them worship idol, which is the worst sin. Remember Shalom? If they are peacefully in unity, no judgment will touch them. And I tell my people, I say, I'm begging you. Begging you people. Come here every Sabbath. Come here every day. The man, I need you. Because I know how much love you have among you. And if we keep that unity, no judgment ever will come and catch us. So you come and tell me you're tired? Tired for what? I mean, there is an opportunity here to have unity. To remove disease. To remove anger from the world. To remove poverty and problems that exist. Just because we invest 45 minutes in the morning, I know it's cold. I know it's 60 degrees, I'm sorry, 45 degrees in the morning. And I know the coffee is not that great. Come on. One hour investment for saving your own life and others, I think it's worth it. I think it's a good deal. I think it's a good, 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 good deal. What are we waiting for? And look what the Zohar said. Even if the worship idol, afilu im ovdim atzabim. Atzabim is the worst idol. Stop with you and your friends. Start with you and your family. Then look into your spiritual community. When the spiritual community, the spiritual community is together. Unity together. And it's not about you helping your friend within the community. That's not enough. I know that some people start helping each other. Oh my God, I need donuts. Can you give me donuts? And they think if they give each other donuts, my friend, you start liking only one another. Because the one who gives the donuts and the one who receives the donuts start liking each other. That's like communism. It doesn't work. It has to be a connection to spirituality. For that reason, 4,000 years ago, they built a system. And the system is very simple. You have to have first that unity that we pray together. Then you do exchange of challah or donuts or coffee or whatever it is. But you got to start with spirituality. We worship together. We connect together. We pray together. We meditate together. And then... Do whatever it needed. Because our job is to bring unity to the world. All what I'm asking is to help me with that. And the way you help me, you know, my backyard, we turned Debbie and me, the backyard, into a place of prayer. That backyard saw so many things. 
when the old, old Los Angeles community need a place to bake matzah, my backyard was a bakery. It became bakery. When it's Hanukkah, it becomes Hanukkah. When it's Purim, it becomes Purim. Any it was Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. It was everything in the backyard. The backyard synagogue, one day we're going to call it. But the point what I'm trying to say, it's a place to bring people together. We can remove the disease. We can remove chaos and curses. Please, I'm asking you to help me to help the world. Just come more often when there is something going on here. My friend, Michael, was pushing me to read this section. I didn't read the whole section. And he told me somehow it's connected. And it's a section from Likute Mooran. I don't have the exact page, I'm sorry. So it's a... Rabbi Nachman Preslev, right, about Parashat Miketz. If you think about Yosef, and when you read the section, you may not understand it. Then. When you think about Joseph, in the chaos that you have to go through, you need to understand that the Creator put you in a situation to help you. And when you start understanding that the Creator put you in a situation to help you, then you elevate yourself spiritually. And when you elevate yourself spiritually, a gift starts coming. And when a gift starts coming, you connect to the gift because you know it's coming from the Creator. Tell us, Likutemo Oran, I mean, Rabbi Nachman Bresa, be careful because you're going to be busy with the gift for too long until you forget that that gift is actually a spark of the Creator within it. And you're going to enjoy more the gift than finding the spark within it. Joseph was able to find the spark of God in all those gifts. He would never lose himself because of what he experienced with his brother and the prison to the idea that he looked at the gift as a gift separate from the Creator. And that was the power of Joseph. But how did he get there? So Likotem HaOrad, Rabbi Nachman Nebrasev said, there is a verse in the Shema that says, you should not wander after your eyes that you are following your eyes that cause you to do a lot of harm. You should remember. What makes a person remember and connect to that spark? It's say the enine, the eyes. And say, there is two problems that the person will do to forget to appreciate and have gratitude. Lashonara and Ainara. When a person gets jealous, is Ainara. When a person speaks bad about another person, is lack of gratitude. Both of them are coming from a place that kills your memory to be able to see that spark within every blessing in your life. And I want to leave you with that because I want you to start working on the idea when you see somebody who's doing better than you. Find the nitzots, find the spark of goodness. Not of what happened to them. Find the spark of goodness. Why God showing it to you? So instead of getting jealous, there is a blessing in it for you, but you have to find it. Then, when you have a need to speak bad about another person, normally it's to put them down and to say what's wrong with them. Find the spark of goodness. Why God show you the mistake that they did? Could be within that there is a spark of lesson for you. That's what Likotem Moran want to tell us. Laman Tiskiru, the Zikaron, and the gift that the Creator gives you, you got to find the Creator within the gift and not enjoy just the gift. I want to wish you a happy Monday, a wonderful Hanukkah, and uh, to those of you who don't used to me, hear me speak tough and strong and direct, uh, please, I would like to apologize, but it is not in my nature to apologize for stuff like that. I apologize for other things. But do yourself a favor. If that bothers you, find something else in your life because you're wasting your life. I'm not the right channel for you. Find somebody who can be really good for you. 
who can make a difference in your life. Because we are here to make a difference. We are not here to give you some lecture. This is not university. This is a lecture that's supposed to shake you and move you to become a better person. Thank you and happy Monday.